Translation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. At that time, when Jesus drew near to Jerusalem, seeing the city, he wept over it, saying, If thou also hadst known, and that in this day, the things that are to thy peace, but now they are hidden from thy eyes. For the day shall come upon thee, and thy enemy shall cast a trench about thee, encompass thee round, and straighten thee on every side, and beat thee flat to the ground, and thy children who are in thee. And they shall not leave in thee a stone upon a stone, because thou hast not known the time of thy visitation. And entering into the temple, he began to cast out them that sold therein, and them that bought, saying to them, It is written, my house is the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And he was teaching daily in the temple. You can see in your newsletter that there is a slightly modified schedule of Masses here during the, during the works uh, to complete the dome, the restoration, the, the low Masses in the evening in order not to be during the work that's going on in the church. So we have uh, half past five adoration with possibility of confession each day, followed by low Mass at half past six, and then the Office of Compline. Also, you're probably aware already, but uh, as the rules uh, evolve for coronavirus, the, the government is extending this week the, the mandate to wear masks in the church. So that will go into effect, I think, on the 8th, and that begins, so that will begin next week, the government mandate um, to have masks on in church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus cleansing the temple. Imagine the scene for a moment. The Lord enters the temple to find the people busy buying and selling, going about their business. They're making good money. They honor the Almighty Father with their lips, but in their hearts they are far from him. Perhaps we don't think about it, but surely clearing the temple was no small feat. St. John numbers it among the great signs of our Lord. It's practically a miracle. There were hundreds, perhaps thousands of people there with the temple guards and the Pharisees and scribes who are all profoundly opposed to Jesus. Normally, they would not stand idly by and allow this to take place. Think how easy, how difficult it would be to separate all of those merchants from their goods, from their money. And yet, the presence of Jesus, his righteous anger, his just judgment, must have been so impressive as to catch his enemies flat-footed. 
They watch in disbelief, unable to intervene. This gospel probably, in this moment, appeals to each one of us. We see Jesus angry. We find a Jesus whose tolerance has certain limits. And yet, note already that it is not any offense to him personally, but the fact that his father's house has been turned into a den of thieves. That is what kindles his anger. We are angry, we are jealous for our own honor, for what's good for us. But Jesus is jealous for the honor of his Father's house. He is zealous for the sanctity of his Father's house. We would perhaps like to see this in action today. We'd like to see what was like for Jesus to clear the temple. We perhaps see much in our Father's house, in the church, that must be swept away. Jesus has not yet done so, but we see from this gospel that he indeed has the power. There's no question whether he can do it. He is not helpless before sin. He is not helpless before the reality of human malice. Yet we, we ourselves, we are the body of Christ. We are his hands and his feet. So he gives us a share in his work. How can we begin to drive the buyers and sellers from the temple? The Divine Master, he seeks our cooperation in this holy work. But remember also that the temple has multiple meanings. We know the temple is not just the temple in Jerusalem. It's not just the Church of God, but it is also each one of us. St. Paul reminds us in the first epistle to the Corinthians that we are all temples of the Holy Ghost. At the moment of our baptism, and again when we were sealed with the sacrament of confirmation, sealed with the Holy Ghost, we are again consecrated as living temples of God. So then back, back to the topic at hand. The temple of God needs to be cleansed. The temple of God is perhaps full of disorder. But where to begin? Where to start? How can we avoid despair before the greatness of this task? If you've ever seen the classic Disney film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you may remember the scene where Snow White is in the woods. She finds a little, little house uh, seemingly abandoned in the woods. There's no one there at the moment. The Seven Dwarfs are out going about their work. And she enters in and she finds a total mess. There's rubbish everywhere. The kitchen is absolutely disgusting. There are dishes everywhere. None of them have been cleaned. The table is not set. It is apparent that everywhere, no one has done dusting. No one has passed a hoover through there in quite some time. Here and there, there are clothes and linens thrown every which way. 
In short, it's a total pigsty. So how do you even begin cleaning up to tidy up such a mess? The answer is you have to begin with the beginning. If there are 100 dirty dishes in the sink, you have to begin by cleaning the first one. Is often repeated, and we've heard before that there's this Chinese proverb that the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. We may not know the actual origin of this saying, but it's worth learning from. Whether it comes to cleaning house or going on a long journey, one must begin somewhere. It is necessary to make progress, and we must make progress now if we're ever going to make any progress at all. We, we hear in Psalm 94, If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So today we must begin. Today we must start somewhere. If we want to see the church cleansed and rebuilt, if we want to see society rebuilt, the only thing we can do is begin to rebuild our own house, to begin to rebuild our own selves, our own souls, and our families. We can take another example. We have the example of the works that are going on in this, in this holy church now. St. Francis, of course, was told to rebuild the church, and at first he took it literally. He went to rebuild the first church he found that was in disrepair. But for this physical rebuilding to take place, one has to go step by step and do the work. There are several phases. You can't do everything at once. Canon Marchand did not attempt to do it all at once, in one phase, in one day, or even one month, or even one year. And soon now we will be able to see the fruits, God willing, in this last phase, we will soon be finished, and we will be able to enjoy the fruits of these labors. Of course, though, it's not simply a question of our human efforts. Jesus told the apostles that without me you can do nothing. So all truly great things are work of God's grace. We can't, we can't do it on our own. We can't do it by our own efforts. We must cooperate with that grace step by step. But if we do, we have the assurance that we will arrive at the destination. So today, let's begin seriously the work of our conversion. Let's assist the Mass with greater devotion than usual. Let us receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament with greater fervor. Let's make a confession this week after a deeper examination of conscience. Let's make a real difficult effort of Christian charity towards someone who's difficult, someone you don't like. Exercise Christian charity in deeds and not in words only. Let us make this week also a real effort to forgive someone or to forget a pet wound from the past. We pray constantly, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
So let us today, in the, this week to come, also disconnect from all of our devices a little bit. Not entirely, but maybe a little bit. And then give a little more time to prayer. These, I suggest, are the immediate steps to seeing the temple cleansed. If his kingdom comes in each one of us, then we'll also extend its reach further around us and in our families, amongst our friends, in civil society, in Holy Mother Church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.